Hump Day Quickies Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickies Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non monogamous lifestyle. Echo and Falcon fuck in the ocean in front of a raft full of onlookers, share their feather fantasy with a room full of vanilla couples, and discover how to be rapid closers at the club. Echo has also grown her confidence in and out of the bedroom with the lifestyle. And we're back at the sex apartment. Once again, some of our favorite guests returning to update us in their lifestyle journeys. Echo and Falcon, welcome. Hello. Hello. Welcome, welcome. We were just reminiscing about how long it's been since we actually recorded lifestyle stories with you guys. We've had you in for your Fuck It List episode, and you guys helped us review a movie earlier this season, Bloom Up, the swinger story movie. So I figured this would be a perfect opportunity to bring you guys in and kick off some highlights of how you've grown and continued on your journey from where you started. <laughs> Let's talk about some of your travel stories. <laughs> okay. So most recently we went to Negril. One of the workers at a resort we were at said, oh, are you familiar with our neighbor, which was Hito too? And um, we absolutely are familiar with Hito too. He told us that because we were like, you know, just asking for a friend, but someone <laughs> wanted to go over there. How would, they, how would they go about that? He's like, oh, there's a hole in the fence right there. And you just walk through and the guard will let you through. And so, of course... <laughs> Echo and I are like, okay, in about an hour, we're going to go do that. <laughs> we went over. Mm-hmm. So our first step was when in Rome, right? Everyone's Listen, walking around naked. So Falcon you gotta- really threw me off because normally he is the one who pushes the limit. And I'm like, duh, let, let me be the counterbalance. And this one, your little hands were going back up and down, like, in and out and in and out. And you were like nervous. And I'm like, why are you nervous? And, but we stopped and I took off my top and I was like, all right, let's do this. Nessa, have you ever um, walked around topless? Like in the sun? No. Oh my gosh. It is so freeing. Like four steps in, I looked at Falcon and I was like, is this how you feel all the time? Because this is fantastic. And he's like, oh yeah, pretty much, pretty much. And I'm like, oh, I, this is amazing. Right? Like, yeah. oh, oh yeah. it was so freeing. And so breezy. Oh, it was so nice. So then we went another 30 feet mm-hmm. <laughs> into, into it. And then we were like, well, we can't, we can't, we, we got to just drop it all then. And so we walked just a little bit and there was a tree. So we put our suits up on the tree, started walking down the beach, just happy and naked. It was so freeing and could not have done that without the lifestyle. Incredibly confident. Though, if you are clothed, you're one of the weirdos. Mm-hmm. Right. And there right. were others who were at our resort who were like, oh, we should go and check out Hito too. And would walk through and they were very like judgy while walking through and had clothes on the whole time. No, yeah, not, not us. We... <laughs> We were getting right in and and trying to introduce ourselves to people. We wanted to see if we could get into a mess around just, you know, while we were on vacation. It it just wasn't really in the cards. We did meet a couple people that we thought Mm -hmm. 
but it just didn't didn't work out. My favorite moment of, of that week was then the second time we went back. I think it was the second time, mm-hmm. wasn't it, that we went back? We went on several walks after yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Which I find funny because when you first told us that you were going on this trip, it was, we will take one day and go to Hito and that is it. There will not be more than one day. It will be just one day. And I turned to Ness and said, yeah, it will. <laughs> yeah, and it did. Well, yes and no. We were planning on actually like spending the night there for a night and experiencing like the whole thing. And we did not. No, right. That's true. Yeah. But we took several, several walks. So the one on the second day, though, then we decided, okay, we want to take this even a little step further because I had never had the joy of fucking in the ocean. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, we got to do this now. (laughs) I mean, we're both naked. I'm really excited. (laughs) So we went out out in the ocean, probably about waist deep. We were like 15 feet away from a raft of, of a bunch of nudists. Yeah, we were who just were, chilling. That was really something. I've never experienced that before. Definitely one of the Now, now did they notice? I was facing away from them, so I did, did they notice Falcon? Were you? They may have noticed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But again, it's, it's Hito, right? It, people are all there. We learned something, though, mm. that, you know, just for the educational portion of this podcast, that there are nudists. Mm. When you say lifestyle, that is such a blanket statement. That's not a real thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. There's nudists that are lifestyle nudists, and then there's oh, swinger nudists. So you can't just yeah. say, oh, how just long have you lifestyle. been in the ni- lifestyle? Because if you ask that, like we did, thinking that's a great opening, yeah, the guy was like, well, no, I've been a nudist for it. And we're like, ooh, we wanted to talk about swinging things. <laughs> yeah. That was an education. The person who talked to us about it really kind of gave us a very good Mm -hmm. education. So I'd like to share, we got this education while in the ocean with the waves just hanging out naked. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that he was a nudist. I think he was a swinger and just wanting to. Yeah, he was a brony. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, we also learned that one of the first things you do at Hito when you get there is you make a beaded necklace of your name to wear it because you're often naked. So yeah. it's just like, oh, hey, Falcon. Right? You're like, <laughs> your little, it's a hello, my name is. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. that's cute. It's very interesting. Yeah. That was pretty much the spiciest part of Jamaica. We had two couples that we met at our resort who one was no longer a swinger because she had an awful time with it with her first act, but her man really wanted to experience (laughs) it. Right. Do you remember? Oh yeah. No, they were the ones I thought we were going to push over the line, but we just couldn't get it there. No. And then there was another couple who they were still a little new in their relationship. relationship. Oh, had they um, not been. Yeah, I know. Because, well, she gave you a high five and says, yep, we know how to fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, we're in here. Mm-hmm. So let's just play this carefully. <laughs> mm-hmm. It ended up that when we were over at Hedo, mm-hmm. they saw us mm-hmm. and, and they they were still clothed though. But when they went back, we actually had hibachi with them mm-hmm. and we were trying every angle we could to figure out how to get them to maybe step to the line. I don't, I, they just weren't ready. You can yeah. always tell like when somebody's ready to take that jump and they just weren't yet, which is too bad. That would have been an epic story. I hope we gave them good like content so they can go home and fucking be like, wow, we were really wanted by a couple. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. No doubt. Did you ask them what their fantasies are? I we did. We, did. we I yeah, we tried. We got <laughs> into it. Yes. I remember when we had this discussion several podcasts ago mm-hmm. and you said this is the route you go and I was like, "Yes, that is the route you go." There was never an opening for group sex to be like a, "Oh, well, you know, it was right. 
It um, wasn't from a lack of trying. We I definitely, just, we tried yeah. to pull every string we could to get them to go. I really like masturbating while he watches. <laughs> yeah. How about when other people watch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's what we need to start doing is like pushing the third rail a little bit more. I was thinking I need an earpiece with G in my yeah. ear. <laughs> so, so when he hears this stuff, he can just feed me the line and I can use it because that may have gotten it there. No, I, I remember I had, I was a little bit too loud the one night and allegedly said, I'd fuck you, right? Like we're swingers, I'd fuck you. And yes, that's normally not my that. go-to is to talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, and yes, you, you did, did, you did tell me that my line was roaring and I needed to calm it down. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do think the, uh, oh, I like to watch people masturbate. Mm, Might have. Man, you're right. There are ways that you could yeah. swing it. <laughs> work the fantasy that's all you gotta do work the fantasy I gotta do that I gotta work on that we were part of a couples game (gasps) stop (laughs) oh my gosh so it was like um, same Jamaica trip by the way yeah same Jamaica trip so this was getting towards one of the last nights Mm -hmm. they had this uh, like the newlywed game if you remember Mm -hmm. that old format where you ask the one questions and stuff like that we had been married the least amount of time yeah all the way down the line, you know, nine years, 10 years, 12 years. And we're like, eh, going on two. No, three. We're going on three. <laughs> going on three. Sorry. <laughs> um, and so they started asking questions that were just like right up our alley. Like <laughs> the, the one question that really kind of knocked it over the fence for us is if your wife would follow any one of your commands for 24 hours, what would it be? So when he answered this, I was in another room, like a soundproof room. So I didn't hear, but we all heard lots of laughter and we're like, is there a laugh track? What is going on here? It was, there's no laugh track. That was just his answer. Falcon answering. (laughs) Yeah. So like when you were done answering all of your questions, I had to come out and then we asked your husband and then I had to answer. Of course. I, so what, um, she has to follow one fantasy for 24 hours. What do you want? And so I had explained to the audience that every one of our friends know it's my feather fantasy. <laughs> and so I went through this whole story. And then at the end I said, and, and I, it's, we call it the feather fantasy. And so when she sat down and started talking, the first thing she said, he goes, Oh God, it's the feather fantasy. And the, <laughs> and the place erupted because everyone knew right where right where we were mm-hmm. so I, I think we did very well the the other couples looked at us I, i'm hoping we ex- inspired them a little bit mm-hmm. because we were typical us unabashed mm-hmm. you know just gave it all out there because they were being so conservative like the one guy was uh well maybe maybe i'd try anal yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> echo and i were looking at each other like that happened just a few hours ago as a matter of fact so okay good good for you tony and gina actually did the newlywood game Oops. really for real. For real. Whoa. Oh. Like the real newlywed game. So um, we officiated a wedding. <laughs> oh, yeah. enough. Thank you. Your wedding. <laughs> Fantastic time. You are such a beautiful bride. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was wonderful. And I loved it, your cake. Really was. Yeah, your cake was beyond that. That was the coolest cake I've ever seen in my life. So before the wedding, I know that you guys were knee deep in trying to get ready for said wedding. And so we had friends that lived down there. Your friends too. Mm-hmm. We always wanted a fantasy about going somewhere and like having a travel mess around where they just showed up to our room. We mess around, you know, that sort of thing. And we thought, what a great opportunity where not only we slept with the bride and groom, but some of the audience too. So, (laughs) so they showed up. Wow. Was that a fun night? 
that was pretty incredible. We we probably got a little loud. No, okay, we did get a little loud. <laughs> so it ended up that maybe some people of the uh, wedding party may have may have heard us as we were getting very loud. If you were there, you'd know why. <laughs> so it was interesting. We had been kind of in a, a hiatus, a swinging hiatus during yes. that time. But the thought of going and officiating a wedding of people who are in the lifestyle with us that we absolutely love, but also not have somehow having a mess around during it was like blasphemous. Like, how, how can <laughs> yeah, you do that? Can we... So I feel like it was to honor you two that Aww. that happened. <laughs> and also you were both invited, but you said no. But we would have really loved it if you would have joined us. Would have been weird leaving the kids alone. Understood, understood, understood. Yeah. Yep. Especially as my daughter then <laughs> messaged me the next morning and said, you might want to tell Echo and Falcon to uh, <laughs> tone it down a little bit. We heard them getting off the elevator. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. There will be no toning it down. Yeah. <laughs> as a matter of fact, it's a point of pride. I was now. just going to say that point of pride when we get like the knock, knock, knock on the wall because we're being a little too loud. That was a very fun experience because it was with a couple that we have played with before and they're, they're besties too. And so we've played with them before and the, and you've talked about this before in your podcast. So it's nothing new. The more you play with a couple, the more comfortable it is. And honestly, like often like the better it is because mm-hmm. they, they know how to hit the right spot and you know, and there's like the awkwardness is gone and you know, the rules and there's a cadence that's there and it feels good. And that's absolutely what happened with this. So like, even though we were exhausted from a day of ex- excitement and vacation, and wedding planning, it was just fun. And it lasted a very long amount of time. And we all left very happy and very satisfied and very sore. And um, it was wonderful for the next day, right? Like it was a, it was a great way to bring in your wedding. Yeah, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> yeah. But here's the interesting fun part, like on my end, I was wearing my jammies. Like I was in pajamas. I was not in like travel clothes. I wasn't in anything sexy. Well, okay. They were cute. They were like cute loungers. There's a crop top. There's no bra. Like it was like, I made it work. I made it sexy, but there was, it wasn't normal. Club attire. Echo lingerie. Yeah, no, it wasn't. And it kind of made it more like it was fun. Like it made it, I don't, I don't even know the the word for it. Softer in some regards. It made like the buildup even more exciting. They came in and like, we, we've known each other and we've been talking about it. And so there was no need for like a, this is awkward. Would you like a drink? Let us socialize and catch up. Like, no, it was more of a, hello, you are here. You are now on my bed. And oh, look, you're taking off my, like, let's go. Like, this is fun. Lots of bed changing and lots of position changing. And yeah, it was, that was a puppy pile. Yeah, definitely was. And you learned a new, right? And like the best part when you're with people that you are very comfortable with, at least for us, is afterwards you're like, teach me that trick you did with Echo oh, that you made yeah. her so loud. And he's like, oh, you just need like grab me like a rag doll. You know who I'm talking about, <laughs> yes. right? And like, oh, you just do this and you move her hips like this. And like right. Falcon came over and he's like watching. He's like, oh yeah, that's really cool. Like, and <laughs> it was really, yeah, it was, yeah. Oh, that was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Room service with a spin, I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The fun part is that because a travel, whatever, that a couple of weeks later when they came up to our state, we got like turned about as fair play. So like we got to come to their hotel room and she was wearing jammies. That's right. Though she was wearing yeah. infinitely sexier jammies than yeah, I was. Yeah. <laughs> but she said she did it because she's like, well, Echo was in jammies last time. So I thought I had to return the favor. Right. Yes. Yes. And you got to like unwrap her like a present. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Uh, that was fun. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any other travel cuz like we've we've had, we didn't really do any other clubs since then. You know? 
we have many friends that have been on your podcast and they've have some incredible stories. So we're absolutely sitting here feeling like imposters because our stories aren't going to be as grand as that. I would say that where we've really gone is, oh, I'm just going to say it. Echo has been a closer du jour. <laughs> and it's like, we meet a couple, she likes them and she's like, we're getting a room. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Oh, what? Yes. Yes, we are. And and here we go. And we have seen that play out several times, which is why when you rolled in here like, oh, we're boring. And I'm like, you are out of your fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> because I will share one of my favorite stories with you guys. As we were talking to a couple of new couples that we had just taken out to dinner before heading to the club. And we're standing in the hallway out by the pool table. And all of a sudden I hear this moaning. And I'm like, well, that's weird. That's not echo. The echo is usually the echo that echoes through <laughs> the club. And Nesha goes, yeah, it is. Listen closer. Slightly lower volume under this excessively loud moaning. I do hear your moaning. And I look at my watch and I'm like, shit, we've only been here an hour. How the fuck are they already in a room? <laughs> So they were newbies and that woman now refers to me as her girlfriend. So when she talks to her husband and they're getting ready to go to the club and they see us on the RCP list, he show the phone and be like, your girlfriend's going to be there. And she's like, oh, we have to go then. And I'm, I feel very honored to have that, that role. So that being said, yep. where we do not find you guys boring and think you have highly underrated yourselves. Yep. Let's dig into some of your favorite experiences in the last year or so. We've started playing a game between the two of us. Lately, the game has just been like, let's play. Like, let's let's make something happen. Let's have a mess around. Whatever a mess around looks like, let's have a mess around. And that's been the game. So that's been the goal is we're going to have a mess around because that's what my man wants. And that sounds like a fun game. So let's make it happen. Having that as the mindset instead of having the, oh, whatever happens, happens. I feel like whenever whatever happens, happens. And I like, if I fall into that, then nothing's going to happen because I don't have a goal ahead of me. And that's like, a, it's just a me thing. And maybe, I don't know, it sounds really awful to say it out loud, but having the goal of we're going to play a game, let's have a mess around. I'm like on the hunt to find people that are fun and can have a mess around with us. This past year or so, we've been leaning into the elephant in the room more. We're all there for a swinging-esque reason. We're all there for a sexual reason. I don't want to lean away from it and just to socialize. I am there. I want to have fun. You look like fun people. We all are good with the rules. Let's go have fun. It has been my mindset and our mindset, I guess. And how has that worked out? Um, very well. We are really successful with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've been home on a Saturday night and in bed by one o'clock. So <laughs> it's not all bad. Let me tell you. <laughs> I, I don't know. The leaning into the elephant has helped me. And I'm going to speak just to, to me and like yeah. the closing yeah, yeah. vibe. It has helped me. I'm there for a reason. Own why I'm there own the confidence of it, be confident about it, and just lay it all out there. The worst that could be said is, ooh, no, I'm not ready. And if that's the case, great, because that doesn't necessarily seem like a good fit. I don't want to push you into a space that you don't want to be pushed into, right? Like the prudest one wins. We've always said that because that is like that level of respect. So if someone's not willing to go where maybe we're ready to go, then oh, we're okay with that. And we support that. We have yet to run into that. Normally it's like, oh my gosh, thank God someone said something. Let's do this thing is really yeah. what it's been. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that it's really helped with getting that initial stigma out there 
of so what are you into and to move forward and and actually just look we really like you we really think you're hot and let's get this out of the way first so we know where we all stand it's worked out very well i think that's something we have been leaning into do you know something that has been a current challenge that we've had? We have found a lot of success in playing with couples. And as of lately, it's like, it's so, it's so stupid because it's not vanilla whatsoever, but we have been really honing in and very successful at having full swap for some experiences. And that's been like our, our jam as of late where I do not feel like we are being as successful is I am not feeling as much of a connection to you during those experiences as I would like to. The swap part is happening and I want to experience more of a like puppy pile of all of us touching. And often I feel like we have to go out of our way to make that happen. And then it's weird because then it causes trip up to happen in that like sexy dance that's occurring. But I wish I could find a way to like make what's happening in the bedroom run as smoothly as what's happening outside of the bedroom. I do see that a bit more. I remember one experience particularly that it was very, you could have almost put up a bundler in the middle of the room. Yeah, I don't Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. And it was really, I mean, they're a fantastic couple, but it was very separated. That's not us. It didn't fit with our philosophy, which is like, it's our bedroom and we invite people into our bedroom and then we say, thank you and goodbye. Right. Like you may leave our bedroom. And that was not, that wasn't us sharing our space. That was us swapping. I didn't like that. I know exactly what experience that you're highlighting. And that was a little different (laughs) to say the least, but that's part of growing in the lifestyle, right? That's part of our experience. We always talk about the 5,000 fantasies and Mm -hmm. sometimes you think of a fantasy and you play it out in your mind and you're all ready to go and holy crap, this is going to be the greatest thing ever. And then you actually start it and you're like, wow, this really is not panning out the way (laughs) we had thought it was going to for us that's probably where we're at right now is we've got the front side of it now down pat locked down (laughs) so now we're we're kind of working into the middle part of what that's going to look like and and how that's going to go the people we have been connecting with have been awesome playmates it's been a good vibe it's never been like a that was weird we should maybe never call them again right no 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 no. they've all been like that was fucking fun that was uh, 10 10 would do that again there are some things like within falcon and me that like oh we need to work on this because our bed ultimately no the people we share the bed with like they've it's been fun I have noticed that I've been connecting more with it. I wish there was a word for it's not casual, but we're not doing the weird in not weird, the, the intimate thing. It's like somewhere in the middle where it's like, this is very intimate for a stranger, but I'm okay with it. And this feels really awesome. And we're playing with people, the male counterpart that I am very much making connections to and I'm having fun with, and I feel reassured in like my sexuality. And I am often being like given like, oh my God, you're so sexy. And oh my God, like your eyes. And like, there's, there's a connection there where like, I'm like, all right, this is good. Like this, this feels good. And I know you're getting it too, because we tend to end up with people who are very chatty, which is great. Right. Like, (laughs) so there's reassurance there, but no, it doesn't feel robotic. And I don't, and I give credit to we're hanging out with and connecting with really cool people. We have found couples that definitely hit our chemistry Mm. and we're really good now at sifting through that very quickly of finding 
because there have been couples that we've met at the club and met otherwise where three minutes into it, it's like, oh, no, this is not going to go anywhere. You are a fantastic looking couple, but personality wise, this is not going to connect to anything. But then once we make that connection, we're ready to take that next step and then that next step and that, and that works out very well. We have gotten into play situations and we've kind of stepped back from really making it a four or more puppy pile sharing of that energy through everyone and making it four people on a bed intertwining together versus you go over there, I go over there and we don't necessarily meet each other. Why do you think we do that? I think it's just more the lately it's kind of happened that way. I don't think it's anything that we've necessarily done. I, I think it's more just circumstance. I think it's just more how it's kind of played out. I think that with that one couple is that was their agenda. Yeah. And she was a bit more of a pillow princess, which is definitely not where I go. I, you know, I, I want, <laughs> I want leaners and screamers, but <laughs> and, and she did not, she did not fit that bill. That was a part of that is that we let their agenda kind of run that that play session. I don't think it was necessarily anything we did. I think it was more, we should have probably grabbed the agenda a little bit more and taken it our way. Our vibe is very much a people pleaser vibe where we feel that our interactions are very much guided by our partners doing what they're looking to fulfill. I don't really feel that we go out there with, okay, when we go in this room, this is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. It's we go in the room and what do you guys want to do? Let's do it. Yeah, what our we, agenda is their agenda. Yep. <laughs> we we are there to make their experience good. And I feel both of us walk out of a room after having a successful time with another couple that's walking out of the room going, that was exactly what we wanted. That was amazing. You guys did everything we wanted to have happen. We absolutely love that. There's a time and place for it. There's times when, you know, you're searching for something out of a interaction that, you know, you do push your own agenda on. And then there's other times where, yeah, I mean, this is what I do. I love pleasing somebody. And if I get that out of this scenario, then great. And I'm happy. Uh, we were just talking about this very scenario, actually. Literally just today had this conversation about being a same room couple. That's our one really big rule that we stick to. And it's very important for us to stick to that. I told G today, I was like, well, you know, there have been times where we've played in the same room and we could have essentially been in two totally different rooms because of this exact scenario where you have a couple that swaps in a way that they don't interact with one another or they don't interact with the other couple, all kind of in that puppy pile style that you guys are talking about. And we've had that scenario of the puppy pile where you have four people and they're all interacting. Everybody's touching everybody. And it's just that overwhelming senses all the time. And it's great too. We've had great experiences on both ends of that spectrum, but being a same room couple is kind of having that interaction, right? And him getting to see things that please me and me getting to see things that please him. And sometimes that also includes touching each other along the way. I think we came up to the conclusion that it was mostly just led by that other couple. Whatever the other couple really wanted, we are down for either or. Right. And I don't know that we dislike any which way it goes. You have times where it goes one Not way. Not everybody's and times play style goes, is yeah. going to be the same. It's right. Just, and yeah, no, totally to right. force your specific play style onto another couple is only going to lead to something that becomes very awkward. Sure. I know for me, I'm down for pretty much whatever. And I think you're the same way. For the most part, yeah. Walking into a situation, 
where it's a total unknown. We're four people who've never had sex together to sit back and go, whatever you guys want to do, let's do that. If that just means you guys make out over there, we'll make out over here and then yay team and we're out. Great. And you may go home that night going, oh my God, I just made out with somebody. And that was that, that may be the highlight of their year. And they may go home and fuck to that for a month. And there may be another couple that says, all right, all of us together, you girls, 69, we're hitting you guys from behind and everybody high fives as we go. And all right, we're all together. And then they'll go home. Wow. That was the best experience we had all year. I need a timeout. Have you done that? Which one? The 69 and getting hit and the high fives. That sounds so fun. Yeah, I feel like we have. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's very impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it comes down to the girls connecting. Yeah. And then, guys, come on, get in here. We're we're not disconnecting. If you want in, get in while we're here. Yeah. Yeah. And wow. off we go. That's so fancy. <laughs> so, so I, I have no arguments here. <laughs> I'll add it to the list. <laughs> As Falcon writes down in his notebook. <laughs> I I love being on my knees. I love like in a play session. I I love giving head. I love looking up. I love watching my partner at the time. But I also love being able to, while going down on another, see Falcon playing. And often I get put in a position where I'm not you allowed can't. to look. And I'm like, but I don't want to. Just, like, this is awesome. But this would be even more awesome. Like, please let me look at the entire. I would like to you. sign up for allowing you to rotate me in any way you all would right. like. Well, you <laughs> <not saying that. laughs> Thank you. I am all for that. <laughs> because I'd also like to sign up for that next look. No. <laughs> There's a reason you like it. It's because you're damn good at it. Aw, thank you. <laughs> That was actually one of the stories that when we were in a play session and it was at a time where at the club, the doors were open and we were all playing and suddenly Echo kind of wandered away. No, and I was like, no we have not shared this story. <laughs> so Echo was wandering away from the, and it was, it was a puppy pile. It was absolutely phenomenally fantastic. And there was a, we call single guys bronies. It's just kind of our term. So any single guys out there, we're sorry if you find offense to that. <laughs> But uh, this brony was standing at the door and Echo just looked up at him and she goes, can, can I just suck your dick? And this <laughs> this brony was like, yes, you may. <laughs> and so she did. And I, it was the hottest thing, I think. Right in the doorway? Right in the doorway. Well, and can I tell you? No, no, there's more to the story. <laughs> so the game, the game that yeah, day, was, was do you remember game. the game that we had? I told you, you said you want to get a mess around. Okay, yeah. done. We'll make it happen. I said, okay, I want to find a brony and I want to crawl over to him and tell him I want to suck your cock. That's right. And That's I want right. to you do did. it. And I did it. It was very exciting. <laughs> it was really, really cool. Mm -hmm. It was like the topping on that mess around because it was, I, I'm sure he was happy, but everyone was just like, Oh my God, that is so cool. Well, you like touch the, th the third rail, right? Yeah. Because like, and the then door of, was open. yeah. And then of course, like four other bronies started coming around. <laughs> like, whoa. Up here too. Yeah. like, Whoa, Whoa, come yeah. on. This is, this is, I felt really, so empowered. It's yeah, very that was exciting. really cool. That was really cool. You mentioned empowered. Yeah. I don't think echo a year or two ago would have done that. <laughs> you sound like Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. I think that the lifestyle and how I, we have evolved has required us to one, like stay focused on who we are as a couple. But then also we had to like look intrinsically, like 
what does it mean to me? What does it mean to you, to you, Falcon? And Echo has absolutely evolved. And I have become so much more confident. I've become so much more like overtly sexual in life. How I dress as Echo has found its way into vanilla life a little bit more. The lifestyle, other than just helping scratch itches that one may or may not have, the lifestyle has definitely improved my sense of self. I also am more confident, right? Like when we talk to people that we've never met before, like in a vanilla life, it's like, we can just talk it through. We're confident, right? Like we know how how to talk to people, right? We've been naked around people. Life is good. (laughs) You mentioned the extension beyond the lifestyle life. The echo that I met three years ago was perfectly satisfied in her job. (laughs) Didn't have any desire to advance past where she was. Yeah was just ready to continue life as is and no need to ruffle said feathers. Mm -hmm. I have watched you grow from that. Status quo isn't acceptable. Mm -mm. And you want to fight back and excel and achieve. Do you feel the lifestyle has helped you gain the confidence to do that? You know, Falcon, I don't even know where you got the, the saying, but I feel like as soon as you said it, it was like a core memory in the making that you shoot the dogs, ride the horses and feed the tigers. And I've gone through my life believing myself a horse, right? I'm I'm good. I know what I do. Ride me as long as you need to, right? Like, like <laughs> life is good. Um, but the more and more I am growing and the lifestyle absolutely has a part in that, my very healthy and happy and challenging marriage has a lot to do with that too. I am owning the fact that no, 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 no. I'm not a horse. I absolutely am a tiger and need to be fed. And that means like searching for knowledge and not being happy with the status quo if the status quo needs to change and to own my ness and to push it out into the world. Yeah, I would agree with that. That's on you, you, Falcon. (laughs) I'll take that one. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. The echo of three years ago would not look at a waiter in a restaurant and when he says something to you give a flirty line back of if you bend over and do that i'm fine with that <laughs> which you have done by the way a couple times <laughs> to the point where either i squirmed a little bit and our kids just kind of looked at us strangely but you know it's all good <laughs> so yeah no i i would say that that is most definitely something that you've carried out. Your tiger, you know how it acts. You're learning to tame and train how it works. And it's really cool to see. So I, I think that's really something. We have definitely noticed that along the way. I don't know if it's because we're friends that we have picked that out and because we've known you since the beginning in a sense. I mean, there will be times we will leave the club and we'll be like, what about Echo and Falcon? Like, we we will just, you blow us away uh, on multiple occasions or have blown us away on multiple <laughs> occasions. And to watch you kind of develop into this person who just, you just really stepped out there and took the bull by the horns in a sense and, and have embraced every sense of it. So we really like watching that growth. It's fun to see. Oh, guys. <laughs> I swear I'm going to repeat myself a million times about the same topic, but every time we have a couple return and we get to revisit their journey and watch the changes and the evolution of their journey, it is always mind-blowing to me to watch people change in their journey. But in Echo and Falcon's case specifically, the changes that we've seen in Echo just as a person. Unbelievable. Totally unbelievable. 
where they were both very social. They were always both ready and willing to talk to people, but she has really just come out of a box. However, let's compare this to the last couple catch-ups that we've done. Mm-hmm. Lauren and Holly have also both had a huge confidence boost. Oh, that's from true. When we met that's them. true. I'm not discounting their changes. So that brings me to you. <laughs> How do you feel the lifestyle has affected your confidence? Oh, yikes. Not to that extreme. I feel it has helped me in some ways and it has hurt me in some ways. Why do you feel that? Oh, gosh. But you got to get into the deep stuff so soon. That's why I wanted to get knocked out first and then get to the fun. Um, yeah, then we can laugh. At the beginning, I felt huge confidence boosts. I felt looked at in a sexual way, which I hadn't been seen in in a long, long time. So a lot of different aspects of my self-esteem being fulfilled in ways that I hadn't had in years, if not ever. And then I think after that kind of faded or maybe just that part was full and I didn't necessarily need it. I was going to say it definitely didn't fade it, but okay. <laughs> well, I didn't need it as much anymore. I didn't feel like I was searching for that anymore because, okay, now I've got that, right? Then I think I turned in on myself a lot. Now I'm looking at myself in a judgmental way back to how I might have been prior to getting the self-esteem boost. And now I'm being very critical of my body, very critical of how your body ages, things that once were perky are not as perky anymore, those kinds of things. I have definitely noticed that you feel you don't deserve the compliments because they're definitely coming in all directions. But for some reason, you question them as opposed to accept them. There's probably some therapist out there who can listen to me and be like, oh, yeah, that's typical blah, 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 whatever it is. I mean, yeah, there are compliments that I get, especially from people who know me, people who've seen me multiple times, our friends, you, that the compliment doesn't seem to hold as much weight as a compliment coming from a stranger. And even then, you begin to wonder if the compliment is an attempt to get in your pants. And so, you know what I mean? It's not necessarily a genuine compliment. It's actually just the sweet talk. Interesting. <laughs> Which I know is wrong. I, I, it's if not that, that therapist I... out there listening can tell us what blah, blah, blah is and how to fix this, I'd love to... Uh... <laughs> To deal with this because it still astonishes me that no matter how many people tell you how incredible you are, you always go, eh, it's not. Hmm. But it's also dependent on how I feel that day. You know, if I put on an outfit, I look in the mirror and I think, wow, I look fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I walk out and I get three compliments. I'm like, yeah, I agree. Thank you for complimenting me. It solidified my own thoughts. Okay. Now I get into an outfit that I'm not comfortable in that I don't think shows my best features or whatever. And now I walk out into a room and I get three compliments. Now I'm like, are they complimenting me? Because that's what they're supposed to do when I walk into a room and half, you know, half naked, (laughs) some sort of lingerie or whatever. But that's when I'm questioning it. It's when it's in my own head. I'm not saying that that is something that the world is seeing. It's definitely something that's in my own head. The body dysmorphia stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I have a good slew of that mixed with some self-esteem stuff. I will agree with you in the fact that I felt you were very confident when I first met you and that your confidence towards yourself has gone down the more compliments you hear from people. 
which I find intriguing. And to be honest, I, this isn't where I expected this conversation to go. At all. I, I honestly <laughs> thought you were going to say, no, I just say that to you because I hear your compliments all the time. But the fact that it fans out to others is interesting. Clearly, I don't have the healthiest relationship with myself. But I know that the lifestyle does not necessarily make or break that. I think that's something I've always had. Mm-hmm. While it has had its moments of improving it, it's also had its moments of not improving it. And that just <laughs> amazes me because you can't walk five feet in the club without somebody complimenting you or checking you out. And yet the fact that you still have this image of yourself still amazes me. And again, it's what's in my head. I, it, and I know? said image of yourself. I, I get it. Yeah. I No matter how many times somebody tells you until you can adjust that image in your own head, it's going to be a challenge. I get it. Yep. Before we get into our unzipping on this episode, if you really want to help the podcast, then we are begging (laughs) all of our listeners to please, please, please go and vote to have us nominated to be in the category of best podcast for the ASN Awards. Those of you who have been following us on Instagram and Twitter may have seen a string of very sexy Nessa pictures with links for where you can go ahead and make this nomination. And if we get nominated, you'll see lots and lots more sexy Nessa pictures. Which will come as we're begging you to vote for us as well. So <laughs> so please get us nominated so you can see sexy Nessa pictures. <laughs> All right. Getting back to the episode. What about a nude beach or resort? So first of all, I want to know if you would be nude on a nude beach. I would, and I have been. And? I'm not a huge fan of it, A, because I burn so fucking easily that it's just not comfortable. I'm more of a shade kind of person. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, I prefer like a topless resort where there's not a bunch of dicks hanging out. I understand. (laughs) But no, I I would have no problem going to resort and just, they were 100% right. The people that aren't nude. Mm-hmm. are definitely the oddballs that everybody's staring at. And then once you get naked, it's like you're just standing there in a swimsuit anyway and nobody's paying attention to it. Would you go to a nude resort? Well, yeah. I, we haven't really made those kinds of plans No, before. we need to travel more. But you wouldn't be nude, so I yes, guess... Yes, I would. 100%. If we were at a nude resort, I would be nude. I would not stand at a nude beach being the only one with a swimsuit. No, I'm not saying... I'm saying that you don't like being nude. You, you would rather not be nude if you could avoid it. But I would go to one. I've been to Hito and I've enjoyed it. Yeah. No, I don't have a problem being nude in public. I haven't really had the opportunity to do it. I mean, you definitely have had the opportunity to walk around the club nude and you definitely don't have a problem there. (laughs) Right. So I I look at them as about the same. Except for sand. I really don't like sand in private crevices. I'm going to transition from here into sex in the ocean. (laughs) Where do you stand? Tough. I don't know if I want that. It's not on my list. I will gladly stand on the beach and watch one, two, three, however many guys would like to fuck you in the ocean, fuck you in the ocean. (laughs) But I am not touching that fucking water because I have no idea what's going to be in there and what's going to think, oh, this looks like a delicious treat. Mm -mm, Not happening. (laughs) Not fucking happening. The idea of being naked in the ocean, no fucking way. (laughs) Where is your sense of adventure? (laughs) On the beach. (laughs) And again, you're probably right. I wouldn't have sex on the beach either just because of the same thing. So, yeah. Yep. Okay. It's just not on my list. I think it's cool. It's awesome that they did it. But again, I would gladly watch you float out in the ocean with a guy or two and have them pass you around. And We can put your wave sounds on in our pool room and pretend. Hey, I, you know me and pool sex. I am all for it. <laughs> 
how about hooking up with a vanilla at a couple's resort, trying to touch that third rail with them, as Echo says. This is a big goal for them that mm-hmm. they're really pushing for. And I want to see them do it because I think if anybody can, they're definitely the people who will. They're just that social, that friendly, that welcoming, that I think something like that could happen for them. Mm-hmm. Personally, for me, I don't know that I would want to turn a vanilla because I think that they're typically not prepared for that You're situation. You're concerned of their morning after regret. Yeah. And I don't want to be a regret. Initially, they might be, woohoo, that was so much fun. Look what we did. And it was on vacation. And yay, that's awesome. I don't know. I feel like somewhere down the line, it's going to turn into something else for somebody who's not prepared for that. And I really think that's where the people pleaser in us and the go with the flow Mm -hmm. really comes into play. I would agree. And where I could see us talking about the lifestyle with a vanilla yeah, and having them go, oh, that's intriguing. Maybe it stops at them masturbating across the room or them having sex with us in the room mm-hmm. or them sitting there watching us have sex. And that's where they're comfortable with. And we call it quits there. As far as I'm concerned, that's still a great night because during that whole process, I got to have sex with you and yay. <laughs> and sign me up for an earpiece for Falcon because <laughs> I would love to be that guy in the other room just feeding those lines because I'm all about it. I know you would love this, but it really scares me. I actually <laughs> think you would be unusually good at this. Oh, I would be a superstar at this. Yeah. I, there are guys in my office who come to me with, hey, I'm talking to this new girl and she texts me this. What do I say? And I feed them line after line after line until they get their next date. So oh my I gosh. thoroughly enjoy doing that. I believe it 100%. You are good at words. <laughs> I cannot believe that Falcon told the feather story I know. to a room, room full of vanilla couples. I know. That's that's hilarious. They must have been having such a great time to just be able to let that cat out of the bag. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they're just that confident with that fantasy at this point in time. That- Knowing how much of a challenge it was for them to share it here with yeah. everybody on the podcast. And for those of you that don't remember, just search Echo Falcon Feather Hump Day and it'll be the first thing that pops up after all the camel pictures. so what fantasy would you want me to live out for you for 24 hours i would love for you just to say whatever you want me to do sexually with whoever you want me to do it with just set it up and i am here for the trying you want me to tell you to go ahead and set it up yes just here's your green light for the next 24 hours whatever you set up I am all smiles. I will give it a shot and there will be no thoughts about it. I'll just go into it and see where it takes us. But nothing specific. There wouldn't be a specific For a full 24 hours? No. I, if, I'm, if I get to run a full 24 hours, part of that would probably slowly build to a gangbang at some point, I'm guessing. But <laughs> I was trying to avoid bringing up gangbang yet again. I know. I know. I love the idea of you just sitting back and going, you know what? Set something up for me. Okay. And I trust you to do this and don't even tell me what it is. Tell me where to be when, and let's just go. Noted. Okay. How about you? Oh, see mine would, I feel like mine would take most of the time just planning it. And then the execution, I guess for me is going to be mostly, see, I I bet we could work it. (laughs) 
<laughs> so that it would be the same fantasy both ways. Really? Yeah, because it, it's very much of a control fantasy. So it's a you do what I say kind of thing. But mine just revolves more around pleasure. So it would be more of a controlled pleasure type of a thing. More specifically. Okay, let's say that we have the full 24 hours to ourselves. You know, you start that morning with, say... Oh, see, I've, uh, I've already gone a, he- a step ahead of you. If I'm giving 24 hours, I'm starting at like 9 o'clock the first day, p.m., uh, and then I get that night into the late evening, and then maybe a little sleep, and then we pick up the next morning and keep rolling right until 9 p.m. the next day. Okay, well, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, you can do it this way. You can do it that way, too, with mine. It's just that you would start first thing with, like, either some rope tying somewhere, somehow, some sort of bondage, then getting me not to come, but getting me very, very close, and then telling me not to come. Ooh, so now we are open to the edging. Oh, because I remember one time in a, on this very podcast, you said how mean and evil that would be if I ever made you stop coming and not let you come. Okay, but we're talking about a twenty-four hour fantasy, which is going to is very specific in a time frame. Okay. So this is why this works. Okay. So you have that where you kind of just start me off in a like wanting more type of feeling and then essentially the rest of the time would be some sort of deprivation of something or other that would be a comfort of mine and then giving it or letting me have some portion of it and then you know dangling the carrot essentially right (laughs) so what you're saying is you'd like me to find a lineup of guys that can get you close to coming but not actually come okay no (laughs) That's not at all my fantasy, okay. not even close. <laughs> Most of it is just as revolving around your control, your mm-hmm. specific control, not anybody else's. So you would have to be the one playing out all of these things, and you would have to be very specific on how you play that out, too, because there is a this would be good a way to do that and me. a shitty way to do that. <laughs> this would be a real challenge for me, because one of my favorite things is when you actually come. Yeah. So I, I would love a full 24 hours where you had to come once an hour. Ugh, I don't think I could do that. I, th- I think separated by an hour, I think you could. But for a full 24 hours, every hour, at least once, you had to come. Know, oh, that, that would sounds... be fucking hot. Oh, <laughs> That sounds painful after a while. I, I mean, if you have a little break in between, you, you should be all right. What about you? What if you had to come once every 24 hours? I am all for giving or it a go. every hour for 24 hours. I am all for giving it a go. <laughs> yeah. We can try. Let's oh, give it a shot. please don't do that to ah. me. Get through, you'll get through two before you'll want to sleep for eight. I'm telling you right now, I would accept that challenge. You would not. I, you know what? We should do this as a challenge one day where both of us have to come. Once every hour. And if one of us taps out, game over, the other person wins. Oh, yeah? What's at stake? I don't know. What do you want at stake? I don't know. Okay. Well, something to think about. I'm, I'm down for a 24-hour challenge. And now, granted, it's not going to be a huge come, but... No one said it had to be a huge... It yeah. just has to be an orgasm. Okay. I'll take this challenge. No faking. Don't look at me with faking. It's... <laughs> I mean, it might be a... But... <laughs> <laughs> No faking. <laughs> How am I going to fake? Anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, that brings us next to... Uh, yeah, how are you going to transition to this one? Go for it. Let's see this. <laughs> 
Echo talking about they had been on a swinging hiatus. Yes. Now, I don't want to talk about theirs as I we don't know meant the- to ask that during that, but I was very focused on a couple other things. So we really have no idea what their hiatus was or why or any how long. But the reason why I wanted to bring it up was because we ourselves have had a swinging hiatus yes, at and I a think time or Next two. season, as we start going through our stories, there are going to be a handful of several month long gaps. And I just wanted to kind of highlight it because I felt like it was a very normal thing to do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, People go through times where they're not swinging and maybe they don't even call it a swinging hiatus. They just aren't swinging for whatever purposes Mm -hmm. life is in the way. Yep. And they can't. For us, we did specifically take a step away from the lifestyle to just be us in the sense of not the lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the lifestyle has a tendency to start to define us also. And I don't like that either. I like kind of having a good balance between lifestyle, vanilla life, Mm -hmm. and everything in between. I find a hiatus for us to be a tad difficult as 99.9% of our friends are lifestyle friends. Right. We are both very hesitant to ask a lifestyle friend out knowing how limited people's free time is with us knowing we're not going to play. Right. So it becomes a little difficult. Now, while we don't expect to play every time that we ask a lifestyle friend out, going into it knowing full well we're not, unless we tell them that, right? we are hesitant to do. It does make the conversation a little bit tougher too, because naturally friends want to know what's wrong, Mm -hmm. you know? So that seems to be the go-to question. If we were to say, yeah, let's go out. Oh, but by the way, we won't be playing tonight. Right. The natural next question from a friend would be, oh, oh, why not? Mm -hmm. And then to have to explain, you know, we just are taking a step away or really any explanation you come up with after that kind of sounds... I mean, it's, wait, why are we not good enough? Why are you, what happened here that's making what we're doing wrong for you guys? Yeah. And yeah. So it does pose a bit of a struggle socially, Mm -hmm. but I think we managed it when we did. We did. We did go out several times. Hell, we even kept recording the podcast and brought people in to record. Mm Mm-hmm. What's your thought on Echo waiting in jammies as their hotel partners arrive? Because I very much liken it to my desire to have you naked, ready, and waiting whenever we have someone come to the sex apartment specifically for sex, which tends to only be single guys. And I can see that. And I'm not always... I love sitting and talking with our friends. We can go hang out. We can go to dinner. We can go to an event. We can go to a show. I love hanging out with people. But at the same time, the idea of welcome, let's get to it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we had that night with RJ and Ashley where they came over. It still took us a half an hour to get back to the bedroom, but <laughs> they came over. We chatted for a couple minutes back in the bedroom, played, got dressed, cleaned up, and then went to our event. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love that. And I would love to do more of that. That was very fun. Yes, I agree. So the idea of you waiting here in some state of undress, be it an outfit or naked or whatever, as I go downstairs to let someone in and they come up and Oh, Nessa's in here. Oh, look at that. And off to the races we go. And then we enjoy the rest of our day. Would be a fun little way to switch the start of the date. So as the build up to the sex isn't the thing that's on our mind throughout the evening. 
I can see that. I can see that being a really great way to kind of start things off. However, typically if I'm going out, I, you know, and we've found this with our interaction with RJ and Ashley was don't touch the hair. <laughs> don't, you know, like you're just, you're really attempting to stay somewhat in order. You guys look great when we left and I think we had a I fucking know, blast. Though. I know we did. And it was great. I'm just saying that that's the only downfall. Falcon talks about things that have happened with their foursomes that either they they just kind of happened that way. In their scenario, they had a couple that seemed to be a very strict swap and there wasn't a lot of play in between. Where they definitely had their own, hey, you're over here, I'm over here. And then that others have worked out differently. And I know we've had this same scenario where we've had partners who really very much like to interact and make it a foursome. Mm-hmm. And then couples who would prefer it stay somewhat very swap situation. Two separate twosomes. Yeah. And for you and me, we talk about this all the time being that we're kind of people pleasers and that we want the couple that we're with, we want to follow their vibe and we want mm-hmm. to do kind of what they would like to do. Or if they have a fantasy or if they have something they'd like to do, we kind of just follow their flow versus right. going with our own flow. That type of letting it go with the flow for us has always really worked well for us. But we also don't really stand up and say, well, we'd like it to go this way. Usually, mm-hmm. usually we don't have much of a say. We don't. What I've actually thought about is that for us to make sure we end up on the same bed is to be very careful in our room selection and to get a room with only one bed. Because I completely agree. I'm not a big fan of the two separate beds in the room unless there's eight or more people in that room. At which point then I'm a little more all right with two beds just to space it out a little bit more. But when it's just two couples in a room with two beds, I feel that just literally pushes everybody in a separate direction. And it's just logical to be on separate beds. And I would prefer to be much closer. So you think that just having one bed in the room is your way to solve this issue? I think if you limit the distance that couples can be from each other, I think it will allow at a bare minimum for the two of us to at least touch or physically engage in some way, no matter how that other couple is trying to keep things separate. And do you ever think that we're going to step up and say, like, this is our vibe and we're running the show? Out of curiosity, what do you think our vibe is that would be running the show? I don't know. I mean, if it's something that we're trying to make happen, can't think of anything at the moment, but... I know you and I leave the club the happiest when we walk out of a room with a couple going, oh my God, that was amazing. That was the best thing ever. I can't believe we just did that. Mm-hmm. And you and I get in the car smiling and glowing about how happy they were and how we were able to be part of a situation that made a couple that we just met that night or recently that excited and that fulfilled. So as far as a specific play style for us, I don't really think we have one. Right. I think if you look back at all of our favorites, they're always something very different. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think that really speaks to the people pleaser in both of us. Definitely. Being people pleasers has not had the bad connotation with it in the swinger lifestyle for us that it might in a regular vanilla lifestyle. If you're a people pleaser, it's a bad thing kind of thing. I've never heard people pleaser is a bad thing. Oh, yeah, because, you know, you're too giving of yourself and you're not letting yourself have what you want. And But what I, I want is know. for other people around me to be happy. Right. So I'm just saying in the swinging sphere for us, it's 
worked out really well because we're not walking away from anything unhappy. We're not walking away feeling like we've given of ourselves and not gotten anything in return. I mean, I think it works for us in the vanilla sphere as well. I I think that Eh. that's just who we are. No, it is who we are. And if we do have a play style, then that is what it is. And that's why it is different every single time is because we are aiming to please someone in our group or someone in the room that is not necessarily us, but in the process, we are pleasing ourselves as well. Absolutely. I mean, if we walked into a room with a couple like us and they said, all right, let's do whatever you guys want to do. What would you say? Uh. <laughs> Wait, I have a well, choice. Whatever. <laughs> I think I'd probably just drop to my knees. <laughs> Aw, love that. Thanks for joining us for a Hump Day Quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844 4 Hump Day and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy story.